Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is DC Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the DC Universe. Welcome to DC Movie News, broadcasting to you live from the all-new Popcorn Talk Studios in NoHo, California. This is our first show here, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you today? We are only six months away from Batman v Superman. Someone, someone said that to me the other day on Twitter. Like, I forgot about it. I was like, it is. It's, we've been so long going on this now. You know, when we started this show, it seemed like there was so far to go before Batman v Superman. And they pushed it back. And now with six months to go, it seems like there is so far to go before Batman v Superman. We, I, it's like, I love that I still don't know much about it. I, I, I'm speculating the hell out of it, but I still don't know... Much about it. I, you know, Star Wars has such a done such a great job of keeping themselves shrouded in mystery. People are getting pissed about Star Wars. They're like, all right, we get the mystery box, but give us a trailer. No, They're man, getting pissed. I'm I like, just I love keep it. it I quiet. Keep it quiet. We don't want to know. Yeah, we want to speculate. We want to be wrong. Right? Yeah. Obviously, we're doing a show dedicated, and if this is the first time you're checking us out, what we do here is we talk about all the latest rumors concerning the DC movie universe, the yep. DCEU, uh, like as it's being called. Um, but because there's so much time before we get started, we'll also do a little bit of Roxy Stryer's TV time. We'll also give a little bit of snippets of animated films. We'll talk a little bit about DC-related comic we'll books. Talk to your mom sometimes? Sometimes my mom will call is in. Is she calling in? Uh, I don't think so. There was no, uh, no uh, ribs pre- being cooked. No, no ribs being cooked today. Um, but I did bring today this Lego Batman alarm clock, which was which was given to me by Sandy Gertler. So, oh, and it's not a bomb. And look at that. No, it's not a bomb. Sometimes, Robin, you can't just get rid of a bomb. No, but if you push him down, he lights up. And he talks like Will Arnett. Hey, hey, I'm the Dark Knight. Hey, how are you? It's pretty good. Yeah, she's raspy. That's all that is. Yeah. Um, so, guys, we got a little bit of uh, rumors. It's been a while since we were here. Last week, Roxy did a little special TV time show. That was fun. Yeah, um, it was really fun. You guys ditched me. I told everybody I kicked you out, but that wasn't the truth. You ditched me. <laughs> um, and then I did a, a whole TV time episode, which I will say half the people were really excited about and loved it, and the other half were like, but this is DC Movie News. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yeah. that's why it's a special TV time episode. Uh, but I love you guys anyway, sometimes so I hope you hard. enjoyed it. Sometimes it's hard for people to understand 
understand stuff. Yeah, sometimes. I, sometimes it's hard for me to understand stuff. Me too. Um, and by the way, this is Adam Gertler. This is Mike Kalinowski, and I'm Roxy Stryer. If you're listening for the first oh, time. Oh, that's, that's right. right. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me uh, at Adam Gertler. <laughs> I'm Mike Kalinowski. You can find me at Mike Kalinowski. And I'm Roxy Stryer, and you can find me at Roxy Stryer. And Johnny LaQuasto will be joining us in the next coming weeks. And you can find him at Jay Quasto. He's Jay like Quasto. on a, a, a bus somewhere. Bus. It's like a party bus. The top opens up, and it's like a oh, no, football field. And I texted him, and I was like, ooh, are you getting real fratty? And he was like, no, I am not. What's wrong with being a frat guy? I, I, I don't know, but he clarified that he's not drinking he's not drinking when he's there he's not doing anything he's just working he's on the bus like he what? made me like I don't know just do some weird cough thing but also he just like is really not and fratty. the tailgating at the football I games really, he's not drinking I really really I will show you the text I will publish them on our Twitter he John, he's not hey Johnny LaQuasto I know you're listening to this right now and uh, he's, he's being a good boy like a good little church we're boy. a little bit older than you and we're here to tell you you're yeah. doing it wrong <laughs> yeah you're doing like it wrong that. yes Johnny we're a little older than you yeah, especially Roxy. Um, what about you, Mike? What's going on in your world? Uh, I don't know what's been going on. It's been kind of it's been a weird weird couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Auditions are kind of up and down and here and there, and yeah, that's weird. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's good to be back. Hey, are you holding out um, for your Booster Gold Blue Beetle thing? Well, they haven't yeah. called yet. I'm still waiting. I got the phone right here. I'm waiting for it. Which is such <laughs> Maybe a smooth segue. We'll get segue. to it a little bit later. What I should do for that, then? No, that is a great segue right, into segue. the first piece of DC movie EU news. I, I set it up, and then he was like, "We'll talk about it later." Well, I was going to go off something. We're going to talk. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, around. so slash film reported. Everybody reported basically that there were these rumors that there is a buddy cop film in the works, a comedy of sorts from Warner Brothers DC uh, involving Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Uh, and the, the the rumor mill, which is which makes it even stranger, is also pointing to the czar of DC television, Greg Berlanti, to direct the film, mm-hmm. uh, which is rumored to be written by Zach Penn, who is no stranger to comic book movies. X-Men. He's, he's X-Men. X-Men. He wrote Incredible Hulk. Um, he's been involved in some other TV projects a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. Zach Penn is all over the stuff. It's interesting because it wasn't announced in that initial kind of outpouring. Looking back, do you think it's true? I mean, a lot of people are saying like, "Look, this doesn't." It was reported by one website that you know, you know, and then it caught fire. But Warner Brothers hasn't said anything about it. What strikes me is this: remember a while back uh, when the Adam came on Arrow, Mm -hmm. and they wanted blue, uh, they wanted uh, Blue Beetle for that. They wanted Ted Cord. They set it up for Ted Cord in the the breakdowns that the cast directors and agents get. Yes. it didn't say Ted Kord. was like, that's Ted Kord. Right. And then they said, we had plans. We wanted to use him. DC said, you can't use him. We have plans for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And, and, they, they and two you said that on the show. I remember. Two separate on. worlds, the TV and the movie world. But but we know that there are certain heroes that are not going to do double duty. In fact, I'm going to say right. there are very few heroes that I believe will be doing double duty. That's not actually true. There's a lot The Flash. Of yeah. Uh, Lantern will not be showing up on Who TV, else? I doubt. Well, it, it's good. Well, 
<laughs> well, it's not a superhero I ever heard of. I mean, are we talking about Gotham? Is Will Vertigo or DC? Are we going into Gotham also? Yeah, sure. Well, then we're going to get... But that's not part of it. That's not part of CW's universe. No, but she's it's right. Not it's part of CW's, TV. but it's part of TV. We're going to get Batman and Gotham. The last we're episode. Go, okay, but okay, but even still, so, so even going into Gotham, we got Jerome, who is supposedly the Joker. But you don't know that for sure, we, and I bet he's probably not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm but who praying else? that he's but who else? not. Who else? Um, oh, we're not Bruce Wayne. We're not obviously, a, you'll have a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but he'll never be Batman. So on the now, show. and we have already established there is a Superman. We're just not going to see him, but he's in Supergirl's universe. Still not getting double duties here, Roxy Stryer. You're getting double duties not so much my point is my point (laughs) is my point is by and large they're keeping them separate yeah absolutely you know I I think the flash being a notable exception well, they were, they were kind of screwed themselves there. There was no way they could not have put the Flash in the you movie universe. Not have Flash. Yeah, yeah, so. And I'm certainly glad they didn't avoid giving the Flash a TV show because we all love that show so yeah. much. Right. And they're doing such a great job. Well, though, speaking of the TV shows, I do think. We don't that even know, by the way, we don't even know that Commissioner Gordon's going to be in the movies. No, I think we know that he's not going to be in the right? movies. Right. Uh, what I what I think is interesting though is that I think that a Booster Gold Blue Beetle team up would actually make for better television than a movie right now with what they have going on in their movie Good universe. Point. And I've heard some people say that too. And the fact that Berlanti is attached to it, it does. And the fact that it, it could be a buddy cop comedy sort of to me takes the onus off having to have hundred million dollar special effects, and right. it puts it more on, on on developing the writing and the relationships between the characters. I Very agree. True. Yeah. And- but it kind of goes against what they're saying, and we'll get into it a little bit with the uh, guy with Wonder Woman was saying, with the DC Universe, what they've created and what they're going with, being right. darker, more serious. So, I don't so, know. It's uh, a very... Fans, viewers of DC Movie News, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that there is fire where this uh, Booster Gold smoke is, or do you think that this is just another rumor? Because I don't know where I... To me, like it came out, and there's been nothing else to support it, so and I'm kind of thinking Maxwell it's not Moore happening. On Supergirl, though. Right, Peter Franchinelli is Maxwell Lord. Yes, and he always played really well with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold when they were yeah. part of the JLI. There's nothing to say that you couldn't bring Booster Gold and Blue Beetle into Supergirl's world because if Supergirl's world is going to be kept separate from Arrow, you can then start to segment off another little piece of the DC universe for so there the was CBS never an official WB saying this is what we're doing. Right? No. From what I remember, it was yeah. all kind of speculation. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see it being TV. Kevin Sujihara has nothing to do with saying anything about this now. Yeah. I think it's it's more if, towards TV. If there is fire where there's smoke uh-huh. and this is a movie, do we feel like it fits with the tone of the other movies? Do we feel like it even it has a place right now? Is this something that anybody would want to see? Or is this supposed to be you kind know, of campy and funny and we've got some, you know, the witty back I've got and no forth problem with them? that. Personally, to me, I've got no problem. As long as the movie defines itself... It could even exist in the same world, and it could find the humor within that. To me, I'm okay with that because comic books do that all the time. Sure, you know, uh, um, you know the uh, the reboot of uh, I'm going to get a little nerdy now, um, but like uh, what was it? Um, was it X Factor? What was the one that took X off? Factor? Where they eat the worms? X Factor? No, that's no, that's Fear Factor. Oh, no, no, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, X Factor where like. Uh, uh, um, 
Uh, well, that's uh, the Peter, one. Peter Milligan did the the run where they kind of got like funny and it had like <laughs> oh, uh, and the big strong guy was had, in it. Had, yeah, it had strong, uh, guy, strong and, guy and multiple oh, men. It's and like America's Got Talent kind of thing, right? right. So, but I that exists that. within the Marvel universe, but it's right. also a really funny book. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. I'm saying you can establish a world. It doesn't need to be a standalone. It could still live in that world, right. and they can have funny adventures within that. And then I hope they do. I just think it's a little early before we've had one film come out to start expanding and how we're going to have subverses yeah. of this. You know what I mean? We've got a lot of things going on in the chat right now. The like steg- what? The Stegman says, I think each movie will have its own tone. I don't think the entire DCEU will have the no joke rule. Jake Cool Zero says, if the Booster Gold rumor was true, a trade would have come out confirming it, but no one has. None of the major trades. That's a really heard, good point. It was like almost two weeks ago that that came out, so it's, and we haven't heard anything about Does it. Does anybody that. remember a show from like 20 years ago on CBS called Hard Time on Planet Earth? With no. the guy that was the head of the, um, who are the bad karate guys on Karate Kid? Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai guys. Okay, so, so Martin the, Cove? The, Martin Cove. Okay. He was an alien doing hard time on planet Earth. And he had this little um, flying around thing that was like skeets. Okay. That right. he kind of talked to. Hard time on planet Earth. Look it up. That's, I don't right. know where that just popped out of. That's really funny. I don't think anybody's made a reference to that show since there's been an internet work. I didn't know there was a show to First make a reference right to. I think it was right there. That's awesome. But it was great. It had some cool computer effects, I think, way ahead of its time. Um, but now let's talk about some some news that might be disturbing to some of you. So the the film, and unless I'm wrong about this, guys, the film after Suicide Squad is, is Wonder Woman, right? Coming out in 2017. It goes BVS, Suicide Squad. And then Wonder Woman. Justice League. Yeah. No. Wonder Woman is first. So we have a couple of reports that we know we got Patty Jenkins directing the film. We know we have uh, Chris Pine and Steve Trevor. We don't really know who the writer is. Um, In fact, we even have Jason Fuchs. Uh, who was on, I, I believe it was Collider that was interviewing Jason Fuchs, and they came right out and they asked him um, about the project, and he was dodgy about it. He's like, look, I can't say anything about it, um, but here, but but I believe that, there's a quote, if you can uh, bring yeah, that quote. Yeah, he says, Warner has been very kind to me, I have to say, this is what I would say. When you work for DC, it's sort of like working for the CIA. You have a vow of silence. I think as we speak, Zack Snyder's going to come in here and put a muzzle on me. The trouble with these things is that you really can't say so. You can't say much. So I'm excited about everything that's going on in that universe. And I've clearly read the same reports that you've read about my involvement and what that might be. But I can only speak to it as a fan. I can tell you I am someone who, from a They're very quite... young age, was a huge fan of DC Comics, a huge fan of the key. Uh, so he just goes on. The for Troika. A long time. He says Troika, which yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. great. Okay, but he goes he goes on for a long time about it. But I want to talk about okay, this. So he's doing what we did for months. We all knew he was. But he's the writer. But maybe DC's just saying, you know what, guys? We know who's writing Star Wars Episode Eight. We know who's you know who's writing the first couple of standalones. Like, there's no movies with more secrecy than the Star Wars movies. Like, why wouldn't they tell you who's writing? Also, Wonder Woman is the movie that they put. Didn't they put like six writers in a room and yeah. all throwing pitches out? So do you think they're approaching it like a writer's I room think, style and they're still I also think the together? problem is there's so many problems to the Writers Guild Association, uh, the, their union, and as far as who gets credit and who gets credited oh. for and all the money that goes into that. From what I know... This people, is why Kalinowski is great to have on the show, guys. He's working in the in the industry. He knows I'm what's going on. And this writer, is true. I have friends that are writers and, and they... They swear by the Director's Guild. Directors love their union. As an actor, my unions, I love SAG. SAG after a union. He but has the to say writers, that, by you the way. Hear that, he Zach? literally has he to say that. You. The writers have a lot of problems with their union. A huge <sighs> amount of problems with their union. So this could also be a union thing. 
whose name gets on it, who's being credited. That, because see, I had not thought of it from that point of view. A writer probably did a first draft, and then ten other writers come on, but that first writer, because of the union and the rules, whatever, his name is the first name for it. Do you think he knows if he's the writer, or do you think he legitimately doesn't? Is it really in a weird space right now? script is in the mix. Here's why I feel like he knows something a little more. So I'm reading further into this quote, and he says it's a really specific, grand, slightly darker, slightly grittier place. Which is like the boilerplate response that everybody seems to be Of course it is, but I don't think he would feel comfortable saying anything about the place if he wasn't some kind of a writer on this project. I think he would say, it seems like it's a grittier, they're making a grittier universe. He wouldn't say it is. I feel like he definitely is involved in some way. I would love to see him involved in some way. Uh, I think he knows more than we do. I don't think he's just reading about it in in the papers like we are. This is the standard response for anybody rumored to be involved with with DC. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, this is going to be different than Marvel. It's going to be dark, kind of uh, gritty. It's going to be a lot grittier. Yeah, but those people have usually been involved. The people who do <laughs> that, right. because they're looking to... If he wasn't involved, he would say... But he's also, I don't he's know. also hedging his bets. He doesn't want to piss anyone off. He wants the job. So you don't think I he's going to Instagram a picture of him writing scripts? He's not going to say... Uh, I don't think no. like? I don't think you're going to see Jason Fukes tweeting, I had that. a great version of this Wonder Woman script a year ago. Too bad. Like, She'll never he's see not gonna, it He's not going to Instagram a picture of a script with Themyscira and it's kind of blurred out. <laughs> uh-huh. First draft. No, he's not going to do that. <laughs> what, is, what is the chat roll saying there? Um, a lot of different things. Uh, I'm rooting for DCEU so much that every time I hear potentially bad news, my stomach sinks some. Yeah. Well, okay. I get that. So, just to the voice, the negative side of this is, I think, okay, they're building this huge movie, this huge universe, and they don't even know what the script is yet. But then the other side of me, I counter that and I say, hey, when, when DC Comics or Marvel are looking at their production slate for a year. It's the editorial staff that puts together what the stories will be, and they don't always know who's writing every script. So if you think of it in terms of building a comic book universe... But applying that to film, maybe this is a viable approach. And it's Very not somebody so. saying like, hey, I've got the Wonder Woman script, because that wouldn't work in this shared universe. We saw that happen with the Edgar Wright thing, where Edgar Wright was developing an Ant-Man right, movie right, right, for right. eight years, and it's like, hey, sorry, dude, that's a great movie, but it doesn't fit in our world anymore. Right. So maybe, um, you know, it's just two sides of the coin. We haven't seen any films yet, so we don't know if it's going to work or not. But it gives me pause, and then I think maybe they know what they're doing. Uh, I will say a lot of people in the chat today are mentioning Max Landis. They just keep talking about him and that he would be great. And I, I have to say, I met him the other day, and I asked if he would come on at the show. At Schmoes? When he was at Schmoes? And I asked if he would come on the show, and he said he would. Oh, great! Oh, I so thought he was awesome. On. I listened to him um, on that as well. So he, yeah, his Superman comic is coming out in a month, so we'll yes. bring him on to promote it. It's a, Is it an Earth One comic? Well, what's the deal with he it? He may or may not have given me a sneak Preview. Oh. No, he didn't. No, no, He's no, no. not what's, allowed. What's the deal? Never. What's the deal with the comic? Uh, it's, a seven, it's a seven part. Um, it looks He's got. It was really interesting with all seven different um, illustrators and all different take on Superman. He's got a really interesting take. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. He how exciting is much. that? That the guy who wrote Chronicle is getting into the DCU as a writer. Like, what a great. See, that's smart because here's a guy who's had success as a screenwriter. He's had a lot of films come out. Now he's going to go write some comics. So. I would bet dollars to donuts that we're going to see Max Landis writing a DC script at some point. Yeah, and I actually I I had to mention you when I was talking to him, and I was like, if I didn't ask you on the show, he would Adam would be pissed because he's going to want to know about all about this comic, and he's he's going to want it. So he said he would come on for you. He was super cool. If you didn't listen to that Schmoes No broadcast, uh, the Schmoes No movie show, he was on last week with my co-host from FX Movie Download, Sasha Pearl Raver. Love her. Yes. 
Yeah, so yeah, he was great, and then he also um, did movie fights uh, the other week, and he was great on that. He's, he's he, did he was it him that he released his like four pages of yes. Fantastic yes. Four? Yes, yes, awesome. Yes, yeah, same yeah, yeah, tone, yeah. but it was very cool. He's he's a great guy to to, to listen to because he knows he obviously grew up John Landis is his dad, you know, like he knows the industry, so he speaks as a fanboy, but he also can speak as someone who knows the industry. So it's like we he like to get our fanboys that. in a bunch, but he's like, hey, listen, so much of this stuff is so random, guys. You know, he's incredibly polarizing, though. Half the people in the chat right now. Are like he's got to come into the DCU, and half the people are like you got to keep on uh, him on a leash. I don't know, so we'll, we'll see. Well, I think Max Landis, if you're listening to this, it's obvious that when you do come in here, you will be wearing a leash. I mean, <laughs> hopefully you're okay with that. It will be a it will be a lasso of truth, but it will be a leash. He came in with a bat to another show, so I don't know if he's going to wear a leash on this show. He used say. to call me Crazy Max. <laughs> now they call me Batman. Max is the guy you hate till you love. Yeah, that's true, Rich. Um. So, anyway, what's going on in the world of Wonder Woman? What's going on in the world of Aquaman? Jason Momoa, who is, you know, out of all the shrapnel of the positive hate and and uh, adoration that comes out of the DC movie universe before we know anything, one guy that seems to get universally loved is Momoa. Um, people yeah. seem yeah. to be on board with him as Aquaman. Is it all because of Game of Thrones? Is that why? I, I don't know because he doesn't yeah. look anything like Aquaman. What we what the fans would want, or everyone yeah, was going I, in I is mean, wanting. Doesn't it's look just, anything like we've seen. It just seemed like a character that people would be ready for uh, an about face kind of approach. Okay, fair be, enough. You know, because of his role in Game of Thrones, it just—it was one of those things. It was a zeitgeist thing, where every—it just felt right to everybody yeah. at the right time. I don't even know if you could put your finger on it, but he does have you know uh, his Pacific Islander background. He's got like gills tattooed on his body already. Like he feels like the right. guy. Anyway, he just mentioned the fact that there will be. Um, hints of the orange and green as an homage uh, to the original, to the previous work, essentially. Uh, the exact uh, quote is, well, there might be some bit of orange and green, a bit of respect to prior work. But even more interesting, do you have his comments about Aquaman and what side Aquaman will be taking in BVS? He's pissed. It's really interesting. He's like, I'm not choosing Batman up. or Superman. Yeah, we've messed the ocean up. But I think we, we kind of saw that being a direct sequel to Man of Steel, where it's like that Indian Ocean, the world engine is destroying the ocean down there. That's what we're talking about. Like, he's finally going to make his presence known. Like, oh, you're going to yeah. come into my world? I own, you know, he's what, two thirds of the world is water? So you say he left everyone alone, he left the earth alone, but now you're coming into my world? He's like, okay, now I'm coming out. Listen, when, when the, the synopsis for Batman v Superman came out, and it was described as, you know, how Batman would be fighting Superman until a new threat rises. Some people pointed out, and I jumped on board with the fact that that threat rising, rising from the ocean could in fact be Aquaman really? as the ultimate villain in Batman v Superman. And now uh, the rhetoric seems to be all doomsday, but we still don't know how, and we know Aquaman's, Aquaman's going to have a small part, but how is he going to fit into this movie? And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's taking both of those guys out, because Aquaman and an army of Atlanteans could definitely put up a fight between uh, Batman and Superman. Yeah, I agree. The The quote you wanted me to pull up was a bit of respect to our prior work, but I think he is, a me, is meaner now and upset. Look at what he's done to our oceans. That's his world that's been polluted. So um, he says that. And then the, the bigger, not the bigger thing, but the thing that I saw on every single site this week, which kind of confused me why people were so, so into this, was the fact that he was scanned for, um, he, he confirmed that he has been scanned for, for toys. Aquaman toys. But... Did, were people thinking that might not happen? Because of 
Of course he got scammed. Maybe it was a slow, slow news weekend. Yeah, it's, it's just, it just, listen, these, these Scott, super... Scoop McNeary got scanned for toys. Yeah. Too. This <laughs> one's being scanned. Like, Aquaman, he was, he was scanned? Yes. It's because not he's news, one of the biggest but, characters. Yeah. I'm not hating on anybody who's excited about this. I'm, it's an exciting thing, I suppose, but it just... I, I think we're all just so... We want information. Yeah. We want pictures. We want something. Yeah. So when everything comes up, we're like, we grasp to it. I think that's what that is. I'm almost excited for the holiday season to get here so we can have just some other distractions. So we, don't, we can just like come out of it and be like, oh, what is it? Mid-January right, already? Yeah. Oh, now we're close. You know, it's going to be the next three months are going to be the hardest to wait. But anyway, it's just it's just exciting. Um, Zack Snyder seems to have uh, the case of, like, contradicting himself. You know, previously he said that, you know, uh, Batman v Superman is not in any way a sequel to uh, Man mm. of Steel. And now he's kind of like, no, 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 yeah, it's basically uh, the sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah, it continues that Steel. story. Yeah. Uh, the, the, he's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. He is a weird he dude. Re- yeah, he's somebody who, like, if you pulled up all of his quotes, he, he, he's a flip-flopper. I, I don't know if he does it on purpose. I'm okay with it. He strikes he, me as the kind of guy that is good at, at working with the corporation. You know what I mean? Like, he's good at being a company yeah. man. But does he, they, and they trust him and he does his own yeah. thing. And he gets so if he'll contradict himself and, like, say what he needs to say to get it out there. He seems like the kind of guy that you work with who's like, all right, let me handle this. I'll talk to them. Just yeah. let me do this. Yes, yes, yes. Goes back. All right, we can do what we want. Like, he knows. And the people in charge, they just want to know that their product is in good hands. They just want, you know, you don't have to do what they say, but they want you to think you're doing it. Exactly. So he just... I just felt like when I read this, though, didn't you, don't you feel like there's a difference to this happens after Man of Steel versus this is a this is Man of Steel too? Like, no, we, he didn't say it is Man no, of Steel, well, but it's says, essentially think, is, yeah. He said, I think in a way, Batman v Superman is Man of Steel too. Okay, that's the there quote. you go. So I I just thought that was fascinating because. I think people are interpreting that as, oh, it's the next event. But I am thinking that as, like, this is Superman's movie. That's a way of him saying, like, when when we get that Man of Steel sequel in, you know, 2020 or whatever, think of that more like Man of Steel 3. So you already had your two right. in 2015. That's what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I, it was just a, it was an interesting way of phrasing it. Um, it is very interesting. We don't really know what their plans are. He also said, oddly, it would be interesting to see what that would be like, um, as, uh, you know, a solo ma- uh, Superman movie, because... He did make one himself, so that is a little unusual of a thing to say. But um, I'm still really hoping that that George Miller thing is true, and like they're just like keeping it from mm-hmm. us. Like, like some oh, you're serious. Out. You know what? And I want it to be a freaking off-world, crazy, out there, just like Mad Max is in the desert. Put Superman in outer space with crazy aliens. You know, have him do Battle World. Have him do like crazy Man of Steel story. Not Battleworld, I guess is that that's the uh, Marvel one, but I know you, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah there was there was that period where um, you know somebody pointed this out interestingly the other day, and I've mentioned this on the show. There was a great period where Superman was schizophrenic in the comics, and he was going out as like um, gangbuster at night, and then he oh, realized yeah, that he yeah, was yeah. doing it, and he eventually exiled himself. He had a psychological break because he had killed Zod at that time, or like you know, so like. It was a weird thing. It was a weird parallel thing, and that was like in that eighties and that like uh, John Byrne or Dan Jurgens era. Right, 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 but, right, yeah, yeah. but I love that period. I love like Superman was bare chested with just his like you know tight red underwear and blue boots on, and he had like an os- oxygen mask, and he was just a gladiator. And he got a huge beard. It was kind of wild. 
I, from your description, it seems absolutely wild. It was wild. I, I, I love nothing more than when Adam gets very invested. I like in Gladiator Superman. I want to. I want to be scanned for a toy of that Gladiator Superman. Uh, you could do it. You could absolutely. do you it. You know, after um, all the weird things that Jesse Eisenberg said, it seems like nobody in Batman v Superman is more careful to speak more. I will say respectfully of the property. You know, because Jesse Eisenberg has a certain. Oh, a certain snobbiness about him that, that that means that like he he feels like you feel like he would attach himself to sort of more important projects. I find this to be the strangest thing in the entire of our entire podcast, the strangest response because I feel like whenever I'm talking to anybody outside of being in this room mm-hmm. and we're talking about Jesse, people are like he seems like a dick, dude. But then I'll say on the show, like, his genocide comment, I thought he was being an ass, or whatever right. it is, and all the comments are like, he's the best guy, Roxy, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm li- I'm living in an alternate universe right now. Like, I think that it's okay that he's a dick, because he's not playing Superman, he's playing Lex, and I don't mind that he's a dick. But I think he's a total dick. Yeah, and guys, it, it's obviously we don't know, I don't know what, what, he, what he's like, but I mean, like, would you rather go have a beer with, like... Hugh Jackman or Jesse Eisenberg? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I, I, you know, he, but look, the point is this particular quote where he's just speaking to this wasn't dickish at all. This was not dickish at all. This was he speaks to the sophisticated themes that go on in BBS, and basically there is another quote that Roxy's going to give you right now. Uh, I'll tell you that the man, uh, the man wrote the movie. Chris Terrio is absolutely phenomenal, and he said nothing but that this entire time. He also wrote Argo. He's such a brilliant guy, so well read. He's interested in very sophisticated topics and discussions. So in Batman v Superman, even though it's a superhero movie, people who don't necessarily see movies in that genre, like this crowd, will probably enjoy it. Probably. He's hedging his bets. It discusses sophisticated and important He said, be like this crowd, because he's speaking at like a, like a writer's guild or something like that. No, or but a, not in the part that will probably enjoy it. Right. That, you know, that it, it just explains the different levels that they're operating on, you know. As, as well, person. remember, David Goria was writing this film at some point, and now the rhetoric is all about Chris Terrio. So, yeah. during that delay period, Chris Terrio, when Affleck and it came aboard, he's like, my guy Chris Terrio, and we've said this before on the show, yeah. but this just solidifies that idea that they were like, listen, if you're going to sell these films, if you're going to sell this sort of uh, mythology, you know, these gods on Earth, you need to do it with good writing. People aren't just going to just accept throwing some effects on the screen. Right. And the script of, of Man of Steel was a, a, a sore spot, a, a place of uh, complaint to, for to, some to, people. To people, yeah. Okay. So, um, now moving on, somebody who's already involved, this is probably my favorite item of news of the day, uh, somebody who's already involved in the DC Extended Universe, this is my favorite piece of the day, guys, get ready for it, turn turn up your, if you're listening to the show and not watching it, I feel bad for you on this piece of news, this is one where you really want to watch the podcast. Yeah, it's so interesting coming off of her saying that she doesn't really like a lot of females and think that they're well, strong in this. Now she wants to play a whole new role. Exactly. It seems, it seems like the enchantress, Cara Delevingne, is possibly interested in playing Supergirl. And the reason we determine this is because she, like so many actors who want to express who they want to play via Instagram, has done the same thing. Yeah. So here's a great shot of Cosplay. Cara Delevingne uh, in a Supergirl-themed outfit. And uh, one 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 might describe it to the fans such. of DC movie news. I say you're welcome. 
I, uh, yeah, and, and the little star covering her star parts. Nice. Oh, if you do a, a, a quick Google search, guys, you can find that star part uncovered. That's all I'm going to say. That's your that's your homework assignment. What? It's called. I'm just saying. I I find nothing wrong with it. She's a hottie. It's natural beauty. Yeah. Natural beauty. And she, she got some forward. she got some nice pictures back too. You know, it's a give one get one kind of thing. So uh, Cara Delevingne is doing like a se- little selfie off with with Kate Moss. Uh, another very popular. Wait, so can you describe? Song. So if people are just listening, oh, can you describe okay. what they're actually seeing. So what it is? Okay. It's a picture of Cara Delevingne lying down, topless, wearing a fur jacket, and a pair of panties with a Supergirl symbol right in the middle. And <coughs> obviously, being the attention to detail person that I am, yeah. the first things I'm like, are, what are her tattoos? What is, oh, yeah. She's what's got under, some interesting What's under tattoos. her boobs? What, what, is, what is that on her hands? And Adam's like, I don't effing care what's under her boobs. Yeah, she's got some tattoos. Hands. What are you looking at? That, that was me. She's, she's a hot, she was Cara, a hot number. Kari, remember me? We met during the uh, Paper Towns uh, interview. Uh, I was there. You were holding a, a bullhorn at the time, but uh, that was me. I was talking to you. Anyway, hi. Okay. <clears throat> so that's it for movie news, guys. Um, so I guess it's an early show today. You got nothing else to talk about? Oh, I'm sorry. What? You don't have anything to talk about? You don't want to talk about some some TV? Maybe. Is it time for Roxy Stryer's TV time? Um, It's always time for Roxy Stryer's TV time. It's time for Roxy Stryer's TV time. Sing Roxy Stryer's TV time. She thinks that the flash is fine. Yes, I do. TV time! Okay, so let's... Are you missing it all a little bit in any way? Just TV, 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 Not, no, not even a little bit. Not. You just set us back to weeks. Yep. You set us back to to eight months before Batman v Superman. Good. All right, first thing. Some people uh, on Twitter wanted us to talk about this, so I'll bring it up right now. Um, what did we think of the Gotham Season 2 premiere? Uh, uh, I th- I have thoughts on it. Okay, tell me what your thoughts are. I want to hear. Because we were pretty negative on it. And, and some people, some people's attitude, which I think is so crazy uh, in the chat rooms, it was like, hey, they're giving us a show that takes place in the Batman universe. It's okay. We should just like it. Like, we should just like it no matter I, what. A lot of people reached out to me on Twitter asking me about it. And, and What do you think, guys? I want to hear what you think. You know, I wish... I love the you casting. Be nice. I love him as Gordon. I love Bullock. I just wish take Batman out of it. We don't need it. We don't need Bruce Wayne. We don't like even the in the comic you books. Take me out of they, it. They show all the cast and they put the cast kind of makes this Batwing and there's this photo of all them photoshopped and Bruce is coming out of a cave and it's like no do a Gordon do and the Court of Owls are bringing it. That's what they should do. It don't do that. They're that's the, exciting because don't that's do a show that they are. You know, offshoots of the Court of Owls' sons that are going to grow up to be them. No, the Court of Owls has been around since Gotham was created, and that's why that's a great storyline to mine for Gotham. And it's a recent storyline; oh, it's only within oh, the it's a Scott new Snyder Court of Owls was brilliant. It's a great idea. It's a great and idea to get. And we had a cape. Did anything? We, we had a weirdo in a cape with a blue smoke and a thing. What was going on with that guy? With the burp. Uh, that, with the potion. Yeah. Like, okay. I. I. Here's. Here's my thing overall. 
I went into this with the absolute lowest expectations that somebody could possibly go into a season two premiere. Uh-huh. It did better than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised in that way. You have to take everything that you wanted this show to be initially and throw that out the window mm-hmm. and know that somebody's been given the keys to a kingdom that he's going to run with and make his own own story out of he's yeah. got he's got a sandbox he's got his characters you're talking about showrunner yeah, Bruno Heller yeah and he's running and he's running a little wild here this show is wacky there are part, I've, I've never watched a show before where there are so many scenes that I hate so much and so many scenes that I really enjoy like I either think that it's the worst scene that's ever been on television i.e. the scene with yeah. Jerome which was like the one scene they chose to leak and I almost didn't watch the show I still didn't understand that because I think that was the worst scene of the episode by far and away he he made me cringe it was so bad watching it was like I I want to tear my eyes out but I think that finally they found out who Barbara is she's a psycho and I love her I think she's fabulous Um, I have no idea how they're going to handle the fact that every villain and all the age differences and the freaking Bruce letter unless you have a calling a very distinct calling go F yourself that's ridiculous like I know that he's gonna be Batman we all know just ship him off Eventually, he's got to be shipped off, right? He's got to go now. He's supposed to wait till he's 18, goes to college, does a couple colleges, of course, you know, and then he goes to the FBI. That's the stuff you want to see with Bruce Wayne, doing the FBI. Make that a side thing of what he's doing. But Gotham, let it be Gotham. They killed off Maroney, which is the stupidest thing they could have done. The the mob was what was great about that. You could have had The Wire on TV, but in Gotham. My favorite scene, which was all too brief, and I'm sure we'll get more, but was like the scene in the bar with Bullock now retired from the force. And they go have a, you know, and they have that hug together, head to head. I'm like, I don't know what show that is from. Like, that seems from a different episode or a show. Like, I want to watch that show. Gotham, yeah. I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite because Bruno Heller also did the show Rome, which I love. And now that I think about it, what he did with ancient Roman history is even more fast and loose with the history of Gotham, which is actually fictional history. So, But I liked it with with, with Rome. That's why the people who are the truest comic book fans that love to stick to these stories are hating the show. And I completely understand that. Um, But if you're going to go in with that attitude, you're going to hate the show. So if you can change your attitude and change your mindset, you might actually have a good time. Okay. I'm probably in a minority here in the sense that my love of Batman comes from Batman. Yeah. Like, people love the Batman movies, and they, they go so excited for them because they they love the villains. And I go, I would see a movie with Batman fighting mobsters. I don't yeah. care that there's no call for villains. I don't want them. I love Batman in the universe for Batman and Bruce Wayne. I agree. That's what I go no, for. No, because the point so is that there is... telling was... a story with Bruce Wayne and Gotham, it's... I, I can't get invested in. I yeah. just can't. It's hard because the world was put in in so you know sour and awful a place that this needed to happen. Batman was right. needed in this world. Yeah. So to watch it sort of play out, Batman ish. It's kind of tough. It's weird. Howard Stern is a huge fan of this show. Goes on <laughs> it, and I listen to Howard every day, and it's like sometimes I agree with him, and I'm like, yes, Howard, totally. Strain, I'm with you. This, that. And then I'm like, Gotham, I'm like, I, I can't. It's also, they're doing something very strange with Riddler, and I'm kind of confused on who they actually think Riddler is and what they've made him out to be, this schizophrenic kind of two-faced. I, I don't really know what they're what they're getting at here. Uh, some of their villains, people are thinking... Well, that he's he, going through it. I think that, I, I understand, is like he's becoming the Riddler. Yeah, but I that's mean, not really the Riddler. 
Well, you know what? The Riddler is one of those characters that I think doesn't have that uh, solid of, of an origin. Like, I think I think you can kind of play around in there without saying it really contradicts the development of the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Like, he's getting to, to be the Riddler. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that one, personally. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's weird. I think it's weird. And then the Jerome thing is crazy. I was on a podcast earlier today um, for uh, SourceFed, and they were talking... You podcast you know what? Yeah, I was. I was. Superhero Roundup. It was great. But they were... Uh, Matt Lieberman says that he thinks that who's going to be the Joker is actually going to be if Barbara and Jerome have a kid. Yeah. And that would be the Joker. Jerome isn't the Joker. I, I, I don't think he's the Joker. We're going to What? <laughs> then we're going to know the origin. No, of then the Joker. Joker would be too young. Yeah. Then the Joker is going to be 15 years younger than yeah. Bruce Wayne. He's going to be 30 no years sense. younger than Riddler. And the whole thing is kind of whack. But I think the weirder kid thing is going to be the fact that right now the actress who is playing the doctor has inside her Ben McKenzie's child and yes, they, Dr. Tompkins if they use and Gordon are right, having a real baby a real baby a real and, life baby and if they use yeah, that on the up. show if they use that on the show and and Gordon has a child and guys, he names guys, her guys there's an exclusive coming right now I know where she's going with this and he names her Barbara after his freaking crazy ex what is going on in the world. So they're going to have Barbara Gordon and somehow you're going to convince Tom, uh, Dr. Tompkins to have... <laughs> where have you gone, Adam? Where have you gone? You're going to convince him to name it after the girl that tried to kill her who said... What, what, what was that phone call? Like, I'm going to rip your hair out and murder uh, you or something? Uh, I, okay. Like, where are we going? I don't know, even know. I, 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 I stopped being able to follow you like 48 seconds ago. Really? I just My brain exploded. Um, yeah, so they're having a real baby. That they happens. They're, at, they're having one of them kids. It's a little Gotham kid. Good luck growing up in Gotham. Do you think that that happened during a scene that they were shooting where they were just like being really method and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know. Were we actually? It was like, yeah, I was just in the scene. I didn't even know. And it's like, I'm pregnant. Uh, I, I, no, no, I don't. I don't think <laughs> No that. chance? No. I, apparently they've been dating I've never had and a, hiding a it. kid before. I'm not exactly sure how the process works. Well, I there, thought there's a simple process. You okay. don't know that. There okay, be- <laughs> guys, in the chat roll, how are babies made? Because I apparently, I thought that that could happen while shooting a scene. It was a love scene, obviously, but obviously, I don't know. I'm still not sure on it. Um, guys, I want to talk to you about a, a non-comic book show. Natural segue here. Um, I actually have family uh, in law enforcement and has have have been to uh, this really cool place that this new show is about. So I'm really excited to see it. Um, Quantico. Which is where they train the FBI and the DEA and uh, maybe to some extent the CIA and things like that um, is is the is the subject of a new show on ABC. It's premiering Sunday, September twenty seventh, uh, and basically um, there's uh, you know this is where the FBI trains their top recruits. Over a hundred thousand people apply, and only twelve hundred get into Quantico. They are the smartest, they are the strongest, and they have the best skills. Now. They must live and train under one roof. So it's a lot like going away to, like, um, law enforcement sleepaway camp, in a way. Well, I, I can dig it. Lots of babies making happen in there, I'll bet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll that right. Well, you know, my brother has a little federal child. Oh, yeah. His, his, his wife is, yeah. I've said too much. I've said too much. But everything changes on this show when a massive terrorist attack strikes in America and the FBI discover its greatest fear, that one of their top Quantico recruits is a terrorist. Which one is behind it all? Who became the traitor? It's an edge of your seat drama with twist after twist. 
Priyanka Chopra stars in one of television's top new shows of the fall. Don't miss the series premiere of Quantico. Sunday, September 27th at 10, 9 central on ABC. That was just an extemporaneous random thought I was having. Hey, I drifted wait, far away. Tell me one more apologize. time. Where can I find it, though? You can find it September 27th, premiering Sunday, ABC. Right. 10, 9 central. Awesome. Thank Quantico. you. Thank you. Um, getting back into some very, very serious business. Uh, they they wanted to let you know that there's been an answer to your question. About babies? Yeah. <laughs> About babies. Okay. Itamar Avidan says... <laughs> no, guys, I really want to know. Please. You stick it. You stick, you stick it. it in her. You stick it inside her and pee. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I think that's funny. Okay. Um, yeah. So then there's other people who said... I'm going to use that as a pickup line. <laughs> Mind if I... Oh, I got to pee. If Mind you don't want to get her pregnant, pee? you pull it out and pee on her leg. <laughs> <laughs> but then that kind of you claim as your territory does. Right. You're marking your territory. Like a dog. Exactly. I'm in hysterics. Like, okay. Wow. You guys in the chat, I love you so much. Thank you for joining us. We love us you guys. Every week. If you want to, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I know how babies are made. There's a stork. You write a letter. It's fine. Um, if you want to keep laughing, let's take a look. So at- someone's saying the Flash Podcast saying that it's Rick Cosnet is in Quantico. Is it true? Who uh, is the Flash? Uh, Eddie Dawn. Rick Cosnet. Okay. Oh, proves my point. Once you get a series, you'll always work. He goes from one show one to the next. The next. Good for works. him. Oh. Good for him. So Eddie Thon. Well, he already had a series on CW when he was in Vampire Diaries. So. Oh. But he was the series regular on it. He was the guest star. Damn it. I'm Good jealous of all these him, people. Man. Good for him. I love seeing that. Speaking yeah. of another uh, interesting uh, series that's coming out, uh, new this fall, we have the show, of course, called Supergirl. New Supergirl. And we have seen what? The Red Tornado. Yeah, we have. How? What is... Kind of looks on. like the vision from Avengers. Okay, now I saw that on Twitter. It popped up. And, and ladies I, and gentlemen, Mike Kalinowski. I, I don't know what to think of it. Because one, I'm like, you know what? Bravo, tip of the hat to them. They went there. Yeah. We weren't getting a Smallville red jacket with red sunglasses and a cap that had a yellow arrow pointing so, so they did do it on they Smallville, right? No, I'm just saying if he was like, if we were in the... CW, uh, the Smallville world of okay. superheroes. This I, I had heard getting. that there was a Red Tornado at one point Not on that Smallville. I remember. I think okay. there's a T.O. Morrow on there, but I don't think they ever Okay, made. that's what I mean. But here we are. We're at least getting these, these shows. They're going. They're putting people in costume. Yeah. Good. At least we get that. So on the one hand, I was like, all right, they went for it. On the other hand, I'm kind of like, well, he's a robot. It looks like he's kind of wearing armor, but then he's got the spandex underneath it. He looks but like he's, he's wearing a lot of glitter. Sh- he's got the T on his shirt. He does. I think they could have done a better picture, like the Hawker Hawkman picture. That looked good when they a, released that. A better costume or a better photo? A better photo. Better lighting. This looks like they're on Mike, set and an on-set photographer took it. Looks like it's in Mad Max. Like he's been in the desert they're for filming a really scene somewhere long time. And every TV show movie always has an on-set photographer to capture stills yeah. that they can put out. That's what that was. They were probably filming a scene. He got a break between filming and shot the actor. I can't, but well, here's what I don't understand. You, you hit the nail on the head because, you know, I'm always going to be the first to say, hey, guys, let's not... You know, attack the picture right. until we see it in context. Yeah. And I've, as I've said, I'm, I'm already a little trepidatious about Supergirl, but they released this picture. They did. You CBS couldn't have too much sat- shadow on that picture. You couldn't have 
more shadows. That's all I'm saying. Like there was, it was out. There. I will say it though, was right out there. to what you said earlier, Jeremy Mendes in the chat says everyone always has an issue with these costumes until they see it in action. I think we'll be fine, and I completely agree, I agree. with that. I think it was a bad picture to put out there. Maybe they were. It could have been one of those ones with Batman and Superman where they were filming outside and they knew it was going to get leaked anyway, so let's put something out there. Because think of how bad the yeah. reverse Flash costume looked in those pictures when they first released it. That's, like that field. costume is so good. Did that reverse but Flash costume... Shot, right? That's, that's, so much that's job better than the set. actual Flash costume. The, the, the lighting well, people. The white, I'm that is about. their yeah. job to make these actors and these costumes look good yeah. with the lighting. So but Listen, it obviously does look very Vision. But we're getting Red Tornado, which... The Vision is a ripoff of Red Tornado. Yeah, Red but, Tornado it's, came it, first. But, it, but it looks very much like that. He does. And, I, and I, honestly, I didn't love the Vision's uh, effects. I love the Vision character in Avengers. Oh, it was, it was one of the first, But I didn't love the face. I thought there could have been more of an effect there. It looked like a guy wearing makeup. What do you guys think about this? Justice Suck says uh, Supergirl needs to prove it's good before having silly characters like Red Tornado. Listen, mm. um, like point. like like Mike said, they're going for it, and yeah, and, and this is Supergirl. This is an Arrow. You need big characters. You need powerful villains to to fit in this world. Yeah. The thing I'm worried about this show about is how it's going to balance the adventure show and the Devil Wears Prada show. And mm. I hope they can do it well. I'm just saying right now, and we're going to have a conversation in a few weeks about this. But that's what I'm Here's nervous about. Two great points. I hope they're great points. One, yeah, yeah. You're already season. judging your points. I'm great. judging. I'm prejudging myself. First season of Arrow didn't really get good to about episode 18, which was like when Deathstroke started coming mm-hmm. into a slate. Oh god! Then it, it took so off. Good. This show at least they're they're not going to make us wait. It seems like. Second of all, both remember, universes. Remember, yes. Remember uh, Apocalypse when they first showed that picture. Everyone was like, Jesus, that's yeah. all the news. That's terrible. But then recently there was a shot of him which looked like a screenshot where he's, he's yeah. up differently. You see his mouth is doing the thing. It looked that it great. Does, and it looks fantastic. It was like, oh, they, they listen awesome. to the fans. They change the costume. I was like, if you look at that, that is the exact same costume in those pre-pictures. They just, it's a scene When are they the going to get wise? Yeah, it really looked so bad. That first picture yeah, was really terrible. Bad. But seeing in context, that guy that put that, I think we need to wait. I think it looks like a Turbo Man that was buried in the back. Oh, it Turbo does look like Turbo Man. It does with the T. You guys yes. are listening in. That's James in the booth. Thanks That's for chatting. Is that for Jingle all the way? Jingle all the way. Is that a Jingle? Turbo Man. Is that the first uh, sort of Sinbad Jamie, reference on our show? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, I'm your daddy. That's uh, 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 Schwarzenegger. He's uh, 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 Turbo Man. Your Schwarzenegger is so bad. He's your daddy. He's like, yo, Jamie, come up here. It's me, your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was I like better. it. That was better. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um... <laughs> So there's a really cool... Uh, um, before, you, before you move on, Robin Carney, Red Tornado looks like he never peed on a girl in his life. Oh, God. Was he actually going to pee with I can't, I can't help it. I'm sorry. This pee thing. I, I've got, I've got a, a pee. The pee fetish? No. 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 Oh, my God. Adam, take us out of here before oh, I Oh, boy. Something. Oh, boy. Where was he going? Okay, so um, there's a really cool... Speaking of The Flash... Uh, there's a really cool VFX spot that you can go on. I found it through SuperheroHype.com, which I always check like nine times a day. Um, and you can see, uh, speaking of really cool effects and a show that does really out there effects, right? <laughs> Better than <laughs> I ever it. expected. Um, you can see the first of the Atom Smasher. There's also some cool stuff about Grodd. It's a two and a half minute video. They also show you that really cool um, all CGI ending shot when uh, Flash is fighting Reverse Flash mm. with the mother in the middle, and they show how like. You know, they built the CG double of Barry Allen. like, And they openly acknowledge the fact that they shouldn't be able to do the stuff that they're able to do as well as they do it on The Flash. 
Um, good people working. So on it. listen, I just don't know why. You know, CBS has obviously got a bigger budget than CW. I would think. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. that's the thing is like I don't know. If it's just an ill-conceived thing with with Red Tornado or what, like I said, we'll have to see. It could be all kinds of effects that help sell it, but check out Adam Smasher. We see Adam Smasher shrink before we actually see see the Adam shrink, and he looks great. Like, they're doing a really cool thing with his character now. Whether or not Adam Smasher will eventually become a hero, who knows? Like he was in the comics. I know he started, you know, he was an all-star squadron in the comics. Um, but it looks really cool. So go check out that video, guys. And, you know, Flash just looks great. And there's also a word, a little bit of word, that Teen Titans is still in development. That's never happened. A guy who knows a guy who knows a guy said that he heard from this other guy that they still from wanted. A guy? Yeah. This is my favorite voice that you do. You're Teen Titans. All right. Teen Titans. Yeah, that's my favorite. Go, 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 Teen Titans. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. So it might still be happening. Stephen R. McQueen um, was like putting pictures of himself up there uh, so to that's be Nightwing. That's what's up. Another one of my CW passions. Okay, tell me about through. this Vampire Diaries uh, yeah. actor. Yeah, he was like this little kid who started on this season. And then he became and a man. Yeah, he straight up did. He went to the gym every day. He like said they Roxy wrote Stryer. into his character. He got big and buff and cute. He, he and said, Roxy Stryer, I'm a big man now. I want to pee on your leg. Uh, he said that, and I was like, listen, you can't pee on my leg. You can't. First, you have to buy me a collar. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. It's so bad. I can't talk about that anymore. But he um, is gone from the series now. He left this year. Right. Uh, he's not gone, gone like like Nina Dobrev, who actually played his sister on the show, but he's gone. Um, weren't you on the show? Don't you know about Have you met him? I was on the show, yes. I've never met him. Oh. I was too busy working out. Oh, <laughs> which is when he part, was part of the vampire diaries. The, the, we get contracts; we have to work out. But yeah, well, apparently he did. So I'd like to see him in something else. I'd like to see him in something CW. Well, uh, well he seems to have uh, you know taken to Instagram like a lot of other people do when they want to get superhero uh, roles. Can we, can we stop this? Can yeah. we please just stop actors that want to do stuff? You know, oh. I've got a Batman suit at home, or I've got a ton of costumes. I'm going to start all my comics. I'm going to put my. 30 comic book boxes with me next and I'm like God, I want to be on your show and I will and totally follow to hey, will you guys follow say, Mike on Instagram if he does desperation this? to me it's like you know it's no, weird not, has one actor been hired by this I yet? don't no, know no they haven't and they won't be when yes someone, absolutely they have who? we still don't know like, like he said uh, earlier, Tyrese might still be Jon Stewart we still don't know um, There's radio silence no, on Green Ryan, Lantern Ryan casting. Ryan Reynolds was hired like this, wasn't he? Uh, not no, really. He was not. No. He was uh, always, the guy he was very much Star Lord was hired like that because his Instagram photos, uh, he was in better shape from when he was on Parks and Rec. Oh, well, oh. that's different than, than than putting up like a bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Oh, no, Chris, oh, Chris Pratt, Pratt has like a... He posted he, a picture of him. He was doing Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. And he, he did working out, got rid of that. And that kind of got him in the room, I think. Yeah. So, because he went for, originally for G.I. Joe and he was kind of pudgy and they just kind of laughed at him in the room. But I don't think... There's no one. And, okay, if you got an actor like... Uh, like Matt Damon recently said, he's like, if Chris Nolan directed Daredevil, I would do it in a heartbeat. Now, you know there's some exec somewhere going, ah, oh, damn it, we... we it, can we make this work? Yeah. And then that's probably where it ended. But that's where if someone like Matt Damon or someone says, "I want God, I, I want to do this role," yeah, some studio's going to jump through hoops to get it done. Anyone but else? If he really wanted to do it, then he would do it himself. 
He would be saying. the well, listen, it's, it, Who I, even knows I, I if Teen that. Titans is going to happen? I think it will determine how well Supergirl... It will be determined by well, how well Supergirl does. Up since yeah. our Teen Titans, let's say it's been developed for, I'd say, three years now. We've had it might be a little shows, bit of a stretch, but okay. All these shows popping up, Supergirl, that we're getting in Hawkeye. I only heard about it within the year. I would say it's only been developing It's been for a while. Okay. It went through something called Bluebirds. It was called Bluebirds at But we've point. talked about it on this show when we oh, were first, yeah. Yeah, when yeah, we were first talking about it. But Small Girl, uh, uh, Supergirl. Small Girl. Small Girl. Supergirl, Hawkgirl's coming up with the show. All these characters, and they're going forward so yeah. fast. I could be Titans Small Girl. Is done. I would small Instagram girl. about being Small Girl. Titans is done. There's not going to be a Titans um, show. Uh, let's, so moving on from TV news. Here's a couple. We're going to leave you with a couple of uh, interesting bits of DC-related news. I, I don't. We don't have time to show you all 40 variant covers for Dark There's Knight cool 3, The Master Race, but please check them out. They look amazing. This comic is giving artists the opportunity to pay homage to many people's favorite all-time Batman story. I know it's mine. Um, but the one that I thought that we wanted to show you was the Dave Gibbons one, because the two graphic novels that I came up with uh, that were my standout favorites, you know, me and a lot of people were Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns. So it's really cool to see Dave Gibbons doing an homage with Carrie Kelly as Robin oh, yeah, awesome. and The Dark Knight. So there's over 40 variant covers, and a lot of them are going to be specific to your comic book retailers. I know Jim some Malone. people. What's that? I saw Carrie Kelly there. I was like, Jenna Malone. Oh, yeah, Jenna Malone. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Some people have really complained that it's too many variants, but I would say, ah, listen, a lot of these are special for the comic book stores. This is to make sure people go out to actual comic book retailers cool, cool. and buy their individual variants. So you're going to have people, collectors, traveling to all the different stores. I think this is exciting. Um, and now I just hope that the story is great. Speaking of, of comics that were on that, uh, I want to talk to everyone out there that's listening or, or watching right now, uh, because I'm kind of in, in this rut. With comics, lately. okay. I I always go every Wednesday, and I mm-hmm. plunk down thirty forty dollars at the store. And I've noticed with the past three four months, I'm going like every two weeks, every three mm-hmm. weeks. I'm spending less and less. Mm-hmm. And, and I looked at my comics the other day, and there's just not it, there's nothing good out. Nothing that you're really this excited convergence, about. And you guys know me. I'm a DC guy. I love my Marvel too. I did I, not like the convergence Marvel, when I read of it. I lo- Marvel lost me about four years ago when they started yeah. streamlining all their comics to fit their movies. Yeah. They lost me. And the couple of Marvel titles that I'm still into right now, they keep resetting after two, three issues with a new number one, new number one. So Marvel's kind of lost me. DC now has borderline lost me. Are you looking for suggestions? Or or people out there, are you guys feeling the same thing that I am? I, I, I grew up with comics since I was yeah. a kid. And I, 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 I'm with you. because I'm not reading comics I think I, I collected at the same time as you. And what I really, for most of the time that I collected hardcore, there was a solid continuity. Yeah. And, and it was that continuity the whole time. So I feel like I have my continuity and I just, I own it. So right. I'm with you. It's like if I, I'll, I'll, I dip back in, I pick up a couple of books, but I'm not as invested because the continuity isn't as tight. And I think part of the reason is that they want people to be able to get individual books so they're more spread out. They don't, like I, I, at my peak, I was collecting four Batman titles a month, oh four gosh. Superman but titles a month. But they all tied into each other. Everyone's telling you, read indie books. Indie books are all the way. Indie books have been killing it. A I, lot of people talk about Saga being now, the hottest okay, thing down the pike that, in a while. When they say I indie books, are they, how far indie are they going? Because I love, I picked up Chrononauts by Mark Millar, which was phenomenal. That sounds cool. Uh, Velvet is great. I read Velvet. Uh, Uncanny is a really great book. Uh, Not Uncanny um, X-Men. Thieves. Well, that doesn't even uh, exist anymore, does thick, it? Thickest Thieves or something Thieves, which is a really good book. 
So I, I have gone uh, more. Uh, um, Lazarus is a great one. Right. So I have gone more indie. You read The Boys? I have not. That's but cool. I love my DC. I, I yeah. need my superhero fix. The U.S. have to tweet at him because they're giving some great suggestions in here. Yeah, so. at Mike Kalinsky. So please, yeah, yeah, yeah because a lot of these but comments also, are going to disappear. So. I want to talk about this. I, 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 let's have some conversations online because yeah. I, I love DC. I love Marvel. I, I yeah. wish. You know, I just Marvel, love comics. I mean, yeah, you got Justice League, you got Bat, Bruce Wayne in there, but then in his own title, he's. I love the independent stuff too, but I like seeing the mainstream heroes in good titles, and I'm a little like I you know. I don't want anyone comic shop to go out of business. I want keep comics keep thriving, so I love my indie stuff, but I love my DC, and DC is just Marvel lost me, and now DC is really yeah. kind of losing me. Uh, some people in here are agreeing with you, but uh, they're helping you out by telling you that you should. Check out Bane Cat number one. Is that a real thing? <laughs> is, there a, is there a Bane Cat number one? Can I, I really can I pick that up? Okay, guys, we uh, we gotta uh, close it up. But one thing I really did want to point out finally before we go: professional boxing. We've talked about wrestling in here sometimes, but Tyson Fury, who was supposed to be challenging Vladimir Klitschko, who's been the heavyweight champion for quite a while, at a promotion for their upcoming fight, shows up dressed as Batman. Jumps around, has another guy dressed up as Joker, then takes the guy out, then proceeds, then then proceeds to dress down Klitschko, saying what a boring champ he is and how he's going to end his reign easily. Klitschko, he's going to end Klitschko. <laughs> he's going to end the KG Beast. He is Batman, and then like the next day, the fight was postponed apparently because Vladimir Klitschko has a calf injury. So I don't know if the guy just like psyched him out by dressing up as Batman and struck fear into his heart. But I thought that was pretty ridiculous. If you haven't seen the video of this guy showing up, he's a terrible-looking Batman. He's got an awful beard. Looks nothing like it. But yeah. how ridiculous! Just these pictures alone, it's like you you look at this and you're like, "What the f is going on?" I, I love. I, that. I give him props because like, who really cares about heavyweight professional boxing anymore? So he's trying to give it a little bit of theatrics. Yeah. All right. What's your aunt? Oh, I don't know. That, I don't know anything about that world. So oh. it's kind of like it was I interesting. Back, I step back. Bring, bring, All in right. some, bring in some uh, clout to it. All right, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we say farewell? The only thing I was going to say is don't try to make your car into a Batmobile because apparently it's copyrighted and they won that lawsuit. So you, you don't want to do that. That's right. There's only one Batmobile. Yep. So for uh, DC Movie News, I'm Adam Gertler. Find me at Adam Gertler. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. Uh, Mike Kalinowski, get me at, at Mike Kalinowski. We're so easy. And where can we find us? Our oh. show? We're at. Oh, um, you can find us at DC Movies SK. Um, use the hashtag DC Movie News. We're all over Popcorn Talk Network. We're on Facebook. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're everywhere. And of course, you can talk to Johnny LaQuasto at JQuasto. Uh, so yeah, anywhere you want. Why, why are you laughing? Because you have a lot to learn about hitting the posts. We'll <laughs> see you next time, guys. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. The views expressed here are those Wentworth, of the host only. This has been a presentation the of the Popcorn of Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.